Praise God. I'm okay. Thank you. Thank you for that introduction. <laughs> I'm very excited to, to be up here in front of my church. Amen. And uh, this is definitely a blessing. I don't take these moments for granted. And uh, it's, it's funny how God works sometimes. Because I had a little hunch that uh, this was going to happen, but, you know, you're never too sure. You never know. But uh, I really want to follow the Holy Ghost, and I believe that uh, this word that God's given me is for somebody here today. And I just want to follow the Holy Ghost. Amen. I want to give honor to Pastor Hood. I'm sure he's watching. Sister Hood, thank you for being our shepherd. Thank you for being my pastor. Amen. People still believe in having a pastor, right? Praise God. Amen. He's going to give account for our soul one day, and I want to be able to, to be proved and to be, to be there and to, to know that uh, our pastor's word is, is in our best interest. Amen. Well, let's jump right into the word. Let's go to the book of Genesis, chapter 26. Amen. And we're going to start in verse 1, and we're going to jump around just a little bit. We'll jump right into to what I have, and I won't be too long. Amen. I'm telling Brother Jonathan, I got that Brother Deathridge uh, message. It's about 15 minutes, but it's powerful. Amen. And if you preach with me, it, it will go even smoother and faster. Amen. We'll have a move of God. We'll have a great altar call, and we'll, we'll eat. And that's, that's how Sunday should be. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. So Genesis 26, starting in verse 1, it says, and there was a famine in the land beside the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went unto Abimelech, king of the Philistines, unto Gerar. And jumping over to verse 17, it says, And Isaac departed thence and pitched his tent in the valley of Gerar and dwelt there. And Isaac digged again the wells of water which they had digged in the days of Abraham, his father. For the Philistines had stopped them after the death of Abraham. And he called their names after the names by which his father had called them. And Isaac's servants digged in the valley and found there a well of springing water. And the herdmen of Gerar did strive with Isaac's herdmen, saying, The water is ours. And he called the name of that well Esek, because they strove with him. And they digged another well and strove for that also. And he called the name of it Sitna. And he removed from thence and digged another well. And for that they strove not. And he called the name of it Rehoboth. For he said, for now the Lord hath made room for us. And we shall be fruitful in the land. Hallelujah. And continue on verse 23 it says, and he went up from thence to Beersheba. And the Lord appeared unto him the same night and said, I am the God of Abraham, thy father. Fear not, for I am with thee and will bless thee and multiply thy seed for my servant Abraham's sake. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And jumping to verse 32, and it says, And it came to pass the same day that Isaac's servants came and told him, concerning the well which they had digged, and said unto him, We have found water. And he called it Sheba. 
Therefore, the name of the city is Beersheba unto this day. Hallelujah. And by the help of the Holy Ghost, I just want to preach on this thought. My thirst is stronger than my situation. My thirst is stronger than my situation. Why don't we, why don't we lift up the name of Jesus here real quick? Come on. Hallelujah. God, I need you here today, Jesus. I want you to speak to your people, God. I'm just a vessel, Jesus, and I know you're going to do a great work, God. I know you're going to speak to somebody, but I want my mind to be open, God. I want my heart to be open to the things that you hear today, God. Speak to your church here today, Jesus. Anoint your people here today, God. Guide and direct your people in the Holy Ghost here today, God. Come on, somebody clap your hands real quick. Amen. You could be seated. I got a quick story just to tell. In 2003, Selva Dutt, a refugee from Sudan living in Rochester, had an idea. He would raise money. He would go back to his village in the East African country. He would dig a well and he would bring water. The idea became a reality beyond his grandest intentions. The organization he created has now dug 400 wells, and his story was the subject of a best-selling book for young adults. Dutt's story is about persistence, danger, and survival. It's also about something most of us take for granted, water. Water is scarce in Sudan, often locked away underground. Wells are expensive to dig. Consequently, people turn to unsafe groundwater, or they walk miles to get water. Dutt reasoned that if the people of his village had clean water, they would not face persistent illness, even death. Beyond that, they would no longer have the backbreaking task of fetching water that were miles away. Thus, it was that Dutt started talking to groups here about his plans to dig a well in Sudan. He worried he didn't have the words, the voice, or the money to carry it off, but he had the story. A true story, his story. He could tell about how he and thousands of others, the lost boys of Sudan, had wandered their war-torn country in the 1980s and into the 1990s. Traveling 1,800 miles to Ethiopia, avoiding lions and hyenas and crocodiles in the river and malicious soldiers to survive. He could tell about the deaths he had seen, the losses he had suffered, the pain of being separated from his family. He told about the, the 10 lonely years in refugee camps in Kenya and Ethiopia, surviving off one meal a day and his confusing first years in Rochester. The baffling language, the weather, the culture, taken in by a family supported by St. Paul's Escapol Church. He worked, went to college, started a life, returning once to Sudan in 2011 to visit his sick father, a parent he hadn't seen for years. After he raised enough money to dig a single well in Sudan, Dutt went back again, finished the first well in 2005. He said it was never an easy task. The country was in constant turmoil. A period of peace came with the creation of South Sudan in 2011, but violence kept breaking out. Still, Dutt kept digging wells. He was where he had to be. Struck by his courage and by his ability to get through harrowing circumstances by focusing on the immediate obstacle, by taking one step at a time, Silva made us realize that if you don't have water, there's nothing else you can do. Dutt 
who has become a hero to young people who read Park's first book, appears in the sequel doing what he said he will continue doing, digging wells. He returns to Africa, continuing his mission of bringing hope and health to villages one step at a time. Dutt states, I could immediately see the power of water and what it does in our life. Having or obtaining a water supply is essential for crops and any type of growth. Hallelujah, our body consists of 60% water. It forms saliva. It keeps mucosal membranes moist, allows body cells to grow, produce, and survive. Flushing body waste mainly in urine lubricates joints. Water is the majority component of most body parts. Needed by the brain to manufacture hormones and neurotransmitters, regulate body temperature, sweating, and respiration. Acts as a shock absorber for the brain and spinal cord. Converts food components needed for survival and digestion. Helps deliver oxygen all over the body. The brain and heart are composed of 73% water and the lungs 83% water. The skin contains 64% water. Muscles and kidneys are 79%. And even the bones are a watery 31%. A human can go without water, without food for about three weeks, but typically will only last three or four days without water. The desert was a dry place, still is a dry place, and it had no resources or sustainability. There was no water on the surface top, but deeper in the earth. Wells were generally dug in the rock, their mouths about six feet in diameter, and they are about from 19 to 20 feet in depth. Many wells are from 160 to 170 feet deep. Wells were dangerous to dig, and the labor was arduous. Wells take work and dedication. It takes a made-up mind. Choices are made and executed. Blood, sweat, and tears are mixed in the development of a well, but they are necessary for survival. Everybody goes through dry seasons, but it's your choice if you want to become dry. If you're going to survive through your dry season, you have to learn how to dig a spiritual well. Dig yourself into a new anointing here today, church. Come on. Isaac was forced out of his comfortable area to now learn how to survive on his own and trust in God. His faith was tested during his dry season, his dry situations. But, dry, but that doesn't mean you have to become dry also. Come on, somebody. He goes from a mountain to a valley top. To a valley low, excuse me. Brother Jonathan, go get that shovel for me. Hallelujah. Isaac was used to where he was at. He was comfortable. But God was driving him out for a reason, to help him grow. Come on, how many believe that God makes you go through dry seasons so you can grow and you can be somebody? Come on, I wouldn't be standing here right now if it wasn't for the dry seasons in my life and God pushing me and encouraging me to do a little bit more and to dig a little bit deeper. We see Isaac re-digs his father's wells. Hallelujah. The first name of it. He said he renamed what his father named them. He renamed them the same names, Isaac. So we know that in another generation. Is that shovel gone? Good Lord. Office is open. Oh, never mind. All right. We'll skip that. We see Isaac. He names them after his father. So we know in a previous generation that his father went through the same dry season. And that he went through the same things. Hallelujah. Isaac, 
This means contention or opposition. We see that Isaac and his father were tried. There were problems in his life when he tried to go and redig that well. Amen. Brother Caleb, can you, can you start digging a well for me real quick? Just show me how you would dig a well. There we go. Give it to Brother Caleb. He needs to learn how to dig a well. Start digging, Brother Caleb. All right, he was digging his father's well because he knew there was water there, but the Philistines had filled up that well. Come on, there's some things in our lives that the enemy are trying to shut down. They're trying to shut down generational things that, that we look into, that we hold on to. But he's met with a little bit of contention. Maybe his dad said, you know what, Caleb? You're doing bad today. You need to go outside and clean the yard. You need to do some more chores. There was a little bit of strife there. There was a little bit of contention. And Caleb, he's just trying to dig his well. He's just trying to get some water. He's, he knows there's water here, but it's filled up. Caleb, why don't you take a little, a little lap for me? You're going to another well now. So he moves. He moves on in his life. And he's wondering, why, why is God doing this to me? Why can't I just get water where, where I know it's at? Praise God. He gets to his second well. It's called sitna. It means enmity or hostility. Keep on digging, brother. You ain't done. He keeps digging. This is good for you, man. This will save you. He keeps digging because he knows that there's, there's, there has to be water here, but he's met with the same things. Family situations, troubles at work, things that don't make sense in his life. And he's wondering why God won't just give him water where he knows there's water. Come on. Hallelujah, he moves to another well, and he starts digging over there. The only difference is that it says in the Bible that he goes and that those enemies don't strive with him because he goes to a different place where he was born. It's called Beersheba, which means covenant. Praise God. How many know that in your covenant with God, there's power? There's power in your covenant. There's power in your walk with God. Come on, keep digging, brother. Brother Caleb, keep digging that well. Come on. There's water down in there because there's a covenant that you have with your heavenly father. Hallelujah. Spiritual wells must be dug. Man, man, you can sit down, Brother Caleb. I'll keep you there all, all, all evening. Studying and knowing your Bible, that's a well. Praying in the prayer room before service, that's a well. When I worship and praise God, that's a well. Showing up to church with faith, that's a well. Having a powerful prayer life, that's a well. Staying connected to the house of the, and the people of God, that's a well in my life. And never giving up on God because he'll never give up on you. That's a well in my life. Hallelujah. At least I got a few people helping me out today. Hallelujah. You cannot survive off someone else's relationship with God. Praise God. You all going to preach with the preacher? Come on. Get this gospel for yourself and dig a new well. Let this dry season drive you into a place and let you tap into something new, a new anointing, a new level, a new depth in God, something you never experienced before. Praise God. I want something new in my life, amen. I want a new anointing, amen. 
If you're going to go to the next level, you got to tap into something new, something you never experienced, something that you never known. And sometimes it's going to wake you up in the middle of the night. And sometimes it's going to bother you. And sometimes you're going to lose friends. And sometimes family members won't make sense. And it's going to drive you to a place, to a place of prayer. It's going to drive you to the Word of God. It's going to drive you to a church. Jeremiah 17, 13 says, O Lord, the hope of Israel, all that forsake thee shall be ashamed, and they that depart from me shall be written in the earth, because they have forsaken the Lord, the fountain of living waters. John 4, 10 says, Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith unto thee, Give me to drink, thou would would have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. Come on, somebody. Keep carrying that promise, Isaac. Keep carrying that burden, Isaac. Your family is counting on you. Your future is counting on you. Your church is counting on you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Don't give up on the promise or else it's going to die, church. That's what Isaac had a promise. He had a, he had a promise from God that, that the earth would be blessed through him, through Abraham, through his seed. If he was going to die there, those promises were gone. If we're going to have revival church, somebody's got to carry the promise. Somebody's got to carry the burden here today. Come on, somebody, I'm preaching to a church that has to have the anointing, that has to have the power. Come on, somebody, worship him real quick. Hallelujah. And we see that final well, Rehoboth, which means space. Names it space, his own room. Praise God. God's going to give us our own space, our own building. However you want to look at that, God's going to give you your own sacred place. Isaac was born in Beersheba, well of oath or covenant. He moves to Gerar, Philistine's territory. He lies about his God-given wife out of fear. What happened, Isaac? What happened to trusting in God? What happened to your anointing? Where did it go? Then he returns back to the well of oath or covenant, and God sees him through his dry places and blesses him. Can I let somebody know that your covenant with God will take you through those dry seasons or situations, and he will bless you. Praise God. He's going to bless you through them. Hallelujah. There's a blessing in your covenant with God here today. John 14, 4 says, But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst, but the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. Isaiah 41 and 17 says, When the poor and needy seek water and there is none and their tongue faileth for thirst, I, the Lord, will hear them. I, the Lord, will hear them. I, God of Israel, will not forsake them. I will open up rivers and high places. I, in the fountains, in the midst of the valley. Come on, somebody. He's going to open fountains in the dry places. He's going to open fountains in your dry situations. Woo! How many believe that here today? Come on, somebody worship him real quick. I will plant in the wilderness the cedar, the shitna tree, the myrtle, and the oil tree. I will set in the dry place the fir tree, the pine, and the box tree. 
Come on, strong trees don't just grow in desert places. Strong trees grow where there's water, but the roots go down into the earth, and they get deeper, and they get deeper so they could be sustained, and they become deeper so they could sustain others. Come on. I want to be a tree in the house of God. I want to be a tree in my family. I want to be a tree at my work. But I got to dig into something deeper. <laughs> Hallelujah. That they may see and know and consider and understand together that the hand of the Lord hath done this. And the Holy One of Israel hath created it. Produce your cause, saith the Lord. Bring forth your strong reason, saith the King of Jacob, or God of the struggler. Isaiah 12 and 3, it says, Therefore with joy shall ye draw water out of the wells of salvation. Hallelujah. And in that day ye shall say, praise the Lord, call upon his name, declare his doings among the people, make mention that his name is exalted, sing unto the Lord, for he hath done excellent things, this is known in all the earth, cry out and shout, thou inhabitant of Zion, for great is the Holy One of Israel in the midst of thee. Praise God, Elijah. If that's not enough for you, Elijah walked through, walked by faith during dry years, but sustained by the secret place and drank from the brook Cherith. David walked through a dry place, though I walked through the valley and kept trusting in God. Job worshiped in a dry place, though he slay me and was blessed more in his end than his beginning. Moses led through a dry place, the wilderness, and kept his faith. Water came forth from a rock. Abraham had faith in the unknown dry place. Canaan and was blessed and God blessed through him. Sarah gave birth God, when she was dry in her age and Isaac was born. Ruth trusted in a dry situation in her life and found favor with Boaz. Jacob fought in a dry place and received a new name and was blessed. Joseph was cast into a pit, never gave up, held on to his covenant, became a ruler that saved his family. Come on, somebody, you need to respond to that here today. You need to respond to the word of God. God's speaking to somebody. You got to go deeper in your walk. You got to go deeper in your ministry. You got to go deeper in your church. Samson was sore, sore thirst and called on the name of the Lord. God gave him water out of the hollow of a jawbone. His spirit came again and revived him. And Jesus, led by the Spirit in a dry place, fasted 40 days, was tempted, was hungry, prayed in a garden Gethsemane. He was being in agony when he prayed more earnestly. And his sweat was, as it were, great drops of blood falling down to the ground, but came out victorious as the Spirit gave him strength. And Jesus said, not my will, but thine be done. Hallelujah. Come on, he preached the gospel. He saved the world from eternal damnation. Jesus made that choice for you and me. Yeah. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody, what choice will you make today? Is this just another service? It's just, just, just another, another service where our pastor's not here. We could just slack off. Come on, I want to dig my well here today. I want to dig. I want this church to grow. Come on. 
Come on, many people kept asking me, Mark, why are you still at that church? Why are you still at that little church? And I begin to say, because I'm learning how to dig a well in my life. Somebody needs to worship him. I feel, the, I feel my helper here right now. Come on, somebody lift up your voice. Lift up your hands real quick. Begin to worship God. Praise God. Just because you're going through a dry season doesn't mean you have to become dry and die there. The dry season is meant to take you to the next level. Galatians 6, 9 says, And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due we shall reap if we faint not. John 7, 37 says, In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. Is there anybody thirsty here today? Come on, I'm pretty much done. Is there anybody thirsty? God said, come to me. Come to me, that all you that are heavy laden. Come to me, that all you that are thirsty. Come to me, that are, that are weary and well-doing, and I will give you rest. Come on, somebody stand to your feet. I'm, I'm pretty much done here today. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. John 7, th- 7 and 38 says, He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Is there a church that desires to drink from a well that never runs dry? Hallelujah. Musicians, you can come up here and give them hope. Hallelujah. Somebody begin to worship real quick. I feel the Holy Ghost here today, church. Come on, I want to dig deeper here today. Even when my pastor's gone. I want to dig deeper even when this building's not filled up. I want to dig a little bit deeper because there's situations in my life that are dry. And God is the only one that can supply my need here today. Hallelujah. Come on, if you feel the Spirit calling you, won't you make your way to this altar? Begin to lift your hands, lift up your voice. God, I want to dig a well here today, Jesus. I want to go deeper in the spirit, God. I want to feel your anointing here today, God. I want your anointing to touch my family here today, God. Touch every backslider in my family, God. I want that well to sustain me, Jesus, through my dry seasons, God. Oh, come on, church. Is there a church that's thirsty for the things of God? Come on, let it be known by the lifting of your hands. Hallelujah, lift up your voice. God could fill you with the Holy Ghost. God could pour that living water upon your life here today. Come on, somebody, lift up your voice. I need you, Jesus. I want more of you, God. Come on, the Holy Ghost is moving on people that want it right now. If you really want that spirit, if you really want that anointing, Let it be known by your prayer here today. Let it be known by your worship here right now. Jesus, I want to sustain my family. I want to sustain my family, God. I want to sustain my church, Jesus.
reach over to your neighbor and begin to pray with somebody. Come on. The Spirit of God is moving. Come on. There's breakthroughs happening all over this place. Somebody pray with somebody right now. Pray for somebody. Hallelujah. Jesus, I need more of you, God.
Hallelujah. I got one more thing to leave. In Ezekiel 37, 1 through 10, we see Ezekiel in the valley of dry bones. And there's just bones there. And God tells Ezekiel, can these bones live? And he says, thou knowest, God, you know. And he tells Ezekiel, speak to him. I know there's a lot of dry situations God, in, in every family and every, every situation in this church. And I just want to let somebody know that you just need to keep speaking to those dry bones. Because we see first that the preached word came forth and the bones came together first. Then the sinews and the flesh came together. Then the breath came in. They lived and stood on their feet, an exceeding great army is what the Bible says. Sometimes it doesn't happen after the first prayer. Sometimes it's one prayer at a time, one after another, and you speak to that dry situation, and you speak to that dry problem, and God says, all right, let me send a little blessing your way. Let me keep blessing you real quick. Come on. Can we pray one more time? Can everybody close their eyes and lift your hands, lift up your voice real quick? Come on, while the music plays, come on, begin to lift up your voice and begin, God, I'm going to speak to my dry situation. I'm going to speak to my dry problems. God, you're able to make, you're able to do it, God. You're able, Jesus, to pour water out, to pour blessing out on every situation, God. No matter how, how difficult it may be, no matter how stressful it may seem, no matter, God, I trust in you, Jesus. Hallelujah, lift up your voice, church.
Hallelujah. Why don't we respect the people that are praying here? The presence of God is still lingering. If you have to go, you can go. If you want to fellowship outside, you can fellowship. But let's protect this environment real quick. As the music keeps playing. Thank you. Thank you. 